Oh, you do it in the counting. <laughs> doing the modding. <laughs> Hello. Hello, and welcome to another Nerds Who Haunted Themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine. And I'm Andy Hanks. Are you sure? You sound unsure. No, I am. I've checked. I've got my name sewn onto my pants. Ah, good. I'm glad you checked yourself. I wasn't willing to look. <laughs> Hello, people. Hi again. So, yes. How um, many is this? This is yeah, too many. Yeah. Too all, many. We're doing all these in a row and we're sitting, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, that whole this was recorded on such and such. We were really good at predicting the future, though. Yeah, exactly. So this is January 2017. <laughs> it is, but we're recording in 2013. <laughs> but yes, um, yes, this is this is uh, July 2017, post Comic Con weekend. Yes. So we thought we'd do a little roundup of you know all the stuff that came out of Comic Con, mostly trailers because mm. that's and what Comic Con's about mostly Movie official trailers. and not recorded on car- on mobile phones yeah which we, we're not going to talk we're about not, we're not going to be talking about the Avengers Infinity War leaked footage because for one you really couldn't make much out about it apart from the back of somebody's head and a lot of screaming people cheering because they've seen Iron Man on screen for the first time in about how long has it been since Spider-Man a month a month yeah <laughs> if that so you know well worth a scream so even though we're talking about it now we're not going to talk but, about yeah it. we're not going to talk about what was in the footage or no all that sort of thing so down with that sort of thing mm. careful now careful now so yeah um, so first trailer we'll start with a biggie well they were all biggish trailers they were at Comic Con for Christ's sake um, Justice League yeah. <laughs> not sure oh I, I don't know I, I'm just I think what's the whole DC thing uh, I know people are going to you know I know there's a lot of oh we're not as good as Marvel or Marvel you know Marvel is so good that DC aren't going to get and all that crap the thing that's really got me about the whole thing is that DC are just oh crap you know five years later oh crap do you know what we should have done quickly let's do it and this is their Avengers movie and they've had two movies three movies to follow up and they're just rushing everything and I've got no interest in it I'll be honest with you I saw Wonder Woman it wasn't as good as people have said. Well, I didn't find it as good. Yeah, I really said. liked Wonder Woman, yeah, but I, I think after did. being smashed in the face three times prior with Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, which was the biggest disappointment I think I've ever had in a film, and Suicide, and Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. They're just rushing them out. It's just, you know, it's, uh, it's just legally different, isn't it? That's, that's what it is. They're just, it's copycatting and I, I, I've got no interest in it. It is, and copycatting at such a late date as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh shit, they're doing really well. It's like, you know, it's like they stood back, oh look, Marvel are doing a lot of movies and say movies, well that'll never work, will it? Oh, hang on a minute. You know, it's, it's never worked in comics. So. Yeah, it's like the boss of DC turning around and going to, to everyone, or Warner Brothers turning around and saying to everyone, well, why haven't we done that? And not everyone's kind of running around thinking, "Oh shit, let's get wrapped together." Well, that's we want it to, but yeah, that's what it is with me. Like, you know, I'm sorry. Carry on. This is the problem. Was is they put all their eggs in one Nolan basket? Yeah. Nolan wanted Batman to be its own grounded in reality thing, so they were kind of tied until he'd finished what he was doing. They gambled on the wrong horse. They tried launching it with Green Lantern, and that fluffed. Mm. Um. So yeah, but they've got this and. You know, it's exciting. It's a Justice League movie. It's possibly not the Justice League movie I want, but I, unlike you, I really liked Wonder Woman. Mm. I I can see the flaws in Wonder Woman, but I think it was just such a ray of sunshine in such a bleak 
yeah. cinematic I, universe. I, I just, I, I wasn't overly. I know a hell of a lot of people liked it and they love the character and all that. And I, she was the best thing about Batman v Superman, to be fair. Yeah. After Affleck's Batman, but there were a lot of problems with not Affleck's portrayal, but the character of Batman. Mm. In that he was dumb as fuck for one. No, he absolutely was. The Batman of the comics would not be manipulated like Lex Lu- by Lex Luthor like that. But that's at least, at least him and Superman bonded over their mothers. Well, I mean, if you can't, I mean, if if your mum, my mum, didn't have the same name, mm. I mean, they'd just be, I don't know, we'd have stabbed each other by name. But, but yeah, so I don't know. It looks like they're doing a little retcon in subtly with you know their Superman was a beacon of hope he saved people mm. kind of, uh, did you watch your last movie oh, yeah, you saw all the, all the buildings fall down right uh, did you see how much people hated him and had him up in front of the senate yeah, uh, uh, yeah are you sure you yeah but I think John Paul both posted about it um, I commented on his thing that I think that they're hoping that people will either have forgotten not care or will never go back to those movies anyway so mm. So, I mean, it's nice to see it moving in more of a direction. But, I mean, that's the other problem with it, is they killed Superman in his second movie. Yeah, and they're going to have another movie, they're going to have a Justice League movie, allegedly, without Superman. Yeah, um, they didn't earn the death of Superman. They no. just did it because it was cool. Yeah. Well, it's like, suddenly, this new movie... I mean, how many new characters is it introducing all of a sudden? Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg. Yeah. Suddenly, oh, look, they're here now. Aquaman always looks like he's holding his breath when he's underwater. Does he? I've not noticed. It's just something in his face. It looks like he's just... You know like when you go underwater and your mouth sort of like... Mm. That's kind of what he looks like all the time. Like he's just holding his breath. Which, you know, he's Aquaman. He can breathe underwater. What do you call... You won't get this, but everyone else will get it. What do you call a Dothraki who rides squid? This is some kind of Game of Thrones joke. It is. Hang on, I have to remember the bloody answer. <laughs> Game of Thrones fans, they don't know why it's good. <laughs> Carl Amari. Thank you very much. I don't get it. No, no. his name was Carl Drogo. Carl, right. he's like King Dothraki. Carl Amari is a squid. It's a fried squid rings. Okay. No. 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 Anyway, carry on. Everyone else is pissing themselves at the moment. I'm beginning to see why your uh, stand-up career failed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like the last trailer, it looked like there were a lot of unfinished shots in the background. It kind of looked like they green-screened Aquaman in front of a video game backdrop. Oh, is that when you surfed somebody? Yeah. So you got that weird red thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, I think... I'm kind of excited for Justice League I think bolstered by my enjoyment of Wonder Woman and sort of the change of direction they seem to be going for mm. um, and I mean they brought Joss Whedon in to finish it off because obviously Zack Snyder had to drop out for you know tragic reasons and as much as I don't like Zack Snyder as a director I wouldn't wish that on anyone I don't know what happened his daughter committed suicide ok yeah so um yeah, so he had to drop out and Joss Whedon was doing the reshoots and whatnot. Oh, right, so not only is it trying to be the Avengers, they also got the... Uh, they also got the director, director of the Avengers, of the Avengers in. in. But he's in because of Batgirl, isn't he? So, okay. I don't know if they're 
grooming him, but I don't know how much he's going to change. And from what he said, he's going to stick to what Zack Snyder's mm. put in place. But I mean, that's the other problem is they put the vision for the whole universe in the hands of pretty much one person mm. in Zack Snyder, and then they shaped everything around that model. Whereas Marvel, well, you can argue that yes, all the Marvel films are exactly the same three beats. They all feel like different films. Yeah, they absolutely different style do. of films. Like Iron Man is like a classic adventure movie. Yeah, Captain America, kind of a war movie. Yeah, the, the second one especially. is like a seventies spy thriller. Yes, like that espionage thing. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy's got that awesome epic space. It's like a real eighties space movie. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, like sort of your last Starfighter, Star mm. Wars kind of thing, and. Um, yeah, it's they've always even if they all end with something big falling from the sky. Mm. Yeah, because you even had that kind of teen comedy of Spider-Man, didn't you? That kind yeah. of feel to it. Yeah, Spider-Man feels like a John Hughes movie that occasionally has a mm. bit of crime mm. fighting in it. Which, and you know, we finally got a decent Spider-Man on screen. We haven't spoken about Spider-Man yet. We haven't. I thought we should probably do a mini Spider-Man special mm-hmm. as a separate thing so people who haven't seen Spider-Man can choose not to listen to it yeah fair enough so um, but yeah so that was Justice League I'm kind of excited whether I'm excited enough to make it to the cinema or not mm. still remains to be seen um, I hate the costume on the Flash it looked awful mm. it looks like somebody got a scuba suit and just stuck some plastic bits on it um, he looks a bit like a shit Transformer so why haven't we used the same fashion in TV series because they wanted it as a separate thing that was the thing they did that was a real dick move on Warner's part was mm. the day that the Flash TV series launched on TV they announced Ezra Miller as the movie Flash oh right so instead of at least giving Grant Gustin his I mean and as it's gone I mean that's my other problem with the Flash movie is that you've got a Flash on TV I mean Ezra Miller looks alright as the Flash yeah although there's little bits about his inflection of delivery that reminds me a little bit of Doctor Evil <laughs> just to sort of you know Lilla, that was rude yeah <laughs> kind of thing but yeah you've got a flash on TV that everybody loves mm. and you're going to try and build a movie around this new one which you know I suppose it's been done before but why has it really been done before Superman wasn't in movies when he was on telly um, Batman wasn't on telly when he was in movies with you not including animated series. No, no, I suppose, suppose well, apart from the, apart from what Marvel are doing, but I mean, I mean, you got the Inhumans, aren't you? you but even that. then, that ties into their cinematic exactly, universe. Exactly, absolutely. So it's not like you've got one Agent Coulson on TV and then another Agent Coulson in the movies, yeah. or you know, somebody pops up as poor man's Iron Man on Agents of Shield, and mm. you get RDJ in the movies, but. I don't know. It's interesting to see where they go. Apparently, the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint, which was the big Flash story that everybody seems to. I never only cared for Flashpoint. I must be, got to be honest, mm-hmm. but it seems to be what everybody considers the best Flash story. It's sort of what they did in the third series and the TV series as well. So that's another thing. It's sort of fresh in that whether they did it well or not in the TV series. But. I don't know and Flashpoint sounds like an excuse to bring in alternate versions of Batman and all that sort of thing so you can have a Flash movie but still bring in other characters to support it so you know a bit like how they sold Suicide Squad on a couple of shots of Batman 
You're like, you're going to come see these characters you're not 100% sure of, but look, Batman, Batman. Ooh, leather wings, Batman. How long was he in it for? About five seconds. He's barely in it. Um, From what I remember, to be fair, Suicide Squad is largely forgettable. It's one of those movies where if they'd done nothing, Mm. it would have all worked out just as well. If not, slightly better. So I've got real issues with Suicide Squad. Moving on very negative all of a sudden. Well, that's because we've slipped back into the dark times of DC. Can you imagine if you could go back in time and tell 14-year-old Stuart, oh yeah, the DC movies are crap. Oh, do you know they've made a a Justice League movie and aren't bothering them to go see it? Well, it was something I posted a few year or two ago about that I never gave a shit about Ant-Man. I always thought Ant-Man was a stupid fucking character. Mm. But... There was, but uh, if you told me 14 year old me that there was going to be a Batman and Superman movie coming out <laughs> and I'd yeah. be more excited about an Ant-Man movie yeah that's true so but yeah so it's um, yeah no I could say every film's a great film until it's released mm. so they've all got that potential apart from the Emoji movie no, have I, you seen the trailer for that uh, I've seen a couple of trailers. Daniel wants to see it because he likes emojis. Oof. He doesn't use them because he hasn't got a phone, but he's five. <laughs> but I don't think the emoji movie's aimed at us. Well, there you go. It's just... It's Wreck-It Ralph, isn't it? It is, mm-hmm. but it's aimed squarely at kids, so I can't really fault a kid's movie for aiming to appeal to kids. Have you tried harder? <laughs> well, there's this whole thing that sort of picks our bill about kids movies don't just have to be for kids anymore mm. well, look at all the Disney movies and the Pixar movies and but the then sometimes movies. it's nice to have a kids movie that is aimed at kids but then you got Postman Pat which was possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen it was I mean it did inspire my career choice well uh, what the movie yeah no um, again the kids loved it mm. so I can't really fault it it did what so you're the, saying it wasn't for me it wasn't for you no you. It wasn't for you, no. Okay. Did you just watch it because it had Ronan Keaton as his singing voice? I did. Because I know I you're a massive Ronan fan. I didn't know I did. Yeah, yeah. You keep that lie up. It's your wife is a big Ronan Keating fan. Oh, she will end you. Chop <laughs> <laughs> well, the mic. That was the thing. It was supposed to be Gary Barlow, apparently, was Postman Pat's singing voice originally. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing at some point he said no, so they went, who's the next cheap Gary Barlow? Yeah, who's like Gary Barlow? <laughs> Who's the GoBots version of Gary Barlow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be in his marketing. <laughs> Ronan Keaton, the GoBots version of Gary Barlow. So yeah, Justice League. Then are we are we excited or not? Is it a cinema or wait for the DVD? I can do. I I'll be honest. Uh, at the moment, uh, based I on can, that trailer, on that trailer, I can give two shits. No, not even wait for the DVD. No, it'll, I, I, if if it's on Sky Movies I'll probably watch it exactly like I did with um, what did I watch Suicide Squad was it was probably on. the smart what did you think of Suicide Squad because I know Wiggy really likes it he loves it yeah um, it was I found it it was alright um, I quite like Killer I've always liked Killer Croc and he was quite cool but, but yeah, they I didn't have with him again no they didn't absolutely. it was kind of like the thing had to be underwater just because so, they remembered they had the Killer Croc there yeah it, we need him to do something again it was alright it was I, I wouldn't rush out and watch it again um, it happened. The I pizza was, was really nice. I had a pizza with it. That was oh, lovely. cool! Yeah, yeah. Fat Tony's? No, it wasn't. It was a. It was one of those caravans. You know. Oh, the wood fried one. Yeah, one of those. It's lovely. 
cool. I've not had one of those yet. Is it the one up near Barclay? Or? That's the one. Yeah. The one in the little in the field in the yeah. port cabin. Yeah. yeah, I drive by that every day. That's very nice. Cool. I'm glad. I shall have to get one. So anyway, yeah. So that was my review. Suicide Squad. <laughs> the pizza was better. <laughs> I love it if a critic just turned in his review and it was just like a slice of pizza just slapped on the page. <laughs> just smeared across it. Um, yeah, no, I'm, like I say, I'm cautiously optimistic about Justice League. I've been burned by DC movies before, so this trailer didn't seem to grab me as much as the last trailer did. Mm. Um, which is true of us at another trailer that we'll talk about in a minute, but um, next up was the Star Trek Discovery which is the returns of Star Trek to TV mm-hmm. or CBS On Demand online on demand in America and Netflix over here so is it going to be are we, we just walked, before we press record we just watched this trailer well I, I did for the first time I don't know much about it is it going for a darker approach to Star Trek is that the idea I don't know it totally seems to be like it was that the whole thing about Star Trek was that it wasn't dark yeah, absolutely. It was this a, seems to be very blowy, happy spaceshipy. Yeah, it was a very hopeful sort of series. That was one of the things that really appealed, to, and that's why action fans don't tend to like Star Trek. It's very much not about fighting. Yeah, it's about finding the peaceful mm. resolve. And I'm not as big a Star Trek fan as a lot of people I know that like Star Trek. I enjoy the movies I'm a, I really like Next Gen, although having rewatched some of Next Gen, it's a very hard series to watch at times. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, this is set before Kirk, I think, but after Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula, yeah. Um after Sam Beckett Quantum leaped into which I've never seen all of Enterprise. I've watched some and it wasn't great to be honest. Um, although I found out how it ended that it was all a holodeck uh, spoilers for Enterprise but it was all a holodeck simulation that Riker was doing was it really? yeah apparently Riker was in it yeah in the very last episode ah so it wasn't so hang on was Riker because Riker was in Next Gen so he wasn't born surely no so it was like him doing a holodeck simulation of the history of oh I see that was quite clever. So, I've not actually seen that episode yet, but I believe that's how it ends. Did he make his leap home? It's it's very much like the St. Elsewhere thing where it all ends and it's all in the little boy's imagination. The what was that? St. Elsewhere. It was a hospital series. In the very last episode, it pans back and it's a little boy, a little autistic boy playing with a snow globe. Didn't know that. And the idea is that it's all in his imagination. Um, which I think is how all TV series should end. Yeah. Or he wakes up and the dead husband's in the shower. I always thought that Buffy the Vampire Slayer should have ended. I know you never really watched it, but there was an episode where it sort of flipped to the real world. Yeah. And she was in a mental asylum because she thought she was a vampire slayer. Oh, and this didn't happen. This is this is what you think should have happened. No, this happened in one episode. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. That there was a real world where the entire TV series was in her. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, you know, her crazy thoughts it wasn't real I always thought the very last shot of the last episode should have just pulled back and it was her in the insane asylum mm. so a bit of back to reality then yeah the dwarf episode so <laughs> so yeah so yeah a bit like that um, that would have been quite a cool kind of dark ending but I suppose as they were carrying on Angel they couldn't really end it like that um, yeah it's I don't know I'm, I'll watch it it's got Jason Isaacs in it so 
which although I do think that what Jason are talking about? Oh, Star Trek Discovery. Sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I think Jason Isaacs is gonna turn out to be the bad guy of the series. Mm-hmm. Or he's gonna die quite early. But no, like I say, it's the first Trek in about twenty years on TV of some kind, so that's exciting. So what Enterprise was twenty years old? Yeah, uh, no, it might not be 20 years then. It was 2004, 2005 it ended. Okay. So yeah, 10 years. 10 years. If you count Enterprise, I mean. But yeah, so... Yeah, again. It's a great TV series until it's released. Mm, and then, absolutely. Then you discover the reality of it. Um, I think there's stuff in it that looks interesting. And there's stuff in it that as a Star Trek fan kind of makes me think a little bit mm, is it but it's not set in the universe of the new movies it's set in the prime universe right so it is in continuity with the TV series so there's a few things they need to explain or work out which I'm sure mm. proper Star Trek fans can point me in the direction of why the Klingons look like that in this and all that sort of thing but um, trailer that kind of took me by surprise from Comic Con was Ready Player One. Oh, I know, absolutely awesome! Now this, this is exciting. So, it's like, um, well, again, it's a bit like <coughs> kind of a concept with um, something like Wreck It Ralph, but yeah. they just got so many franchises they just bung into one pot, and you know, same with Lego Movie as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Part of me does wonder with that that they got Steven Spielberg to direct it just because nobody says no to Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I absolutely. mean a lot. It's a Warner Brothers film, so a lot of the things you're seeing in it are Warner Brothers properties, like Freddy Krueger, Deathstroke, and Harley Quinn, Iron uh, the Giant. Iron Giant. They're all Warner Brothers properties. There's stuff from Mass Effect in there as well. There's the Akira bike, uh, the DeLorean they could get because obviously it's Back to the Future is produced by Steven Spielberg. So, so. was that that was a, a World of Warcraft orc, I suppose, in that as well. Possibly World of Warcraft. I'm not entirely sure. There's a lot of references in that, hmm. and you've got the slowed down version of. World of Pure Imagination or whatever it's called from Willy Wonka oh I didn't catch that is the music playing over it I'm going to have to watch that whole um, trailer in slow motion and just grab things yeah, yeah. and you've got the 18 van in the background allegedly and I missed that and it's, it's got some weird credits in it though the game changing director Steven Spielberg hmm. and the holy grail of geek novels or something is the way they described the book it's based on okay which as we so, know, live in a world where film studios are no longer proud to present do you remember when you used to get a trailer and it'd be like Warner Brothers is proud to present yeah I think the last film I saw that on was Batman and Robin so I can kind of see why they stopped <laughs> we're no longer proud <laughs> Warner Brothers is moderately hyped about so is it, is it going for a bit of a, a matrixy kind of vibe I don't know because it's that whole virtual reality thing. Which yeah, it's, it's basically it's like a, the future of video gaming and social media. Which is bizarre because when I think of like virtual reality represented in film and TV, it's like an episode Lawnmower of Man. Murder She Wrote or Lawnmower Man or Disclosure. Yeah. One for your mum. Disclosure. Isn't he built a virtual reality headset or something in that? Not Disclosure. Disclosure is. Michael Douglas Demi Moore that's close well, I don't know yeah I'm sure there's something in that. I might be wrong but yeah it's all this naff kind of like you know mm. you go into a virtual reality world and it's all and then you know the virtual reality at the time shit yeah absolutely 
I mean, I suppose now it's different. You can buy a bloody headset and just strap your phone to it, can't you? Mm. But no, this trailer had me kind of excited a little. But I don't know anything about it until I just watched. I don't. Trailer. I've never read the book. No, I knew the film was coming, and I knew the book was full of sort of nerdy references and that sort of thing. But I think with the DeLorean in it doing that, I thought, yeah, well, I'll give that a go. Well, that shot of him walking up with the Iron Giant yeah. is a beautiful shot. And he was the person Stunning. with the big sword, didn't I don't know, I didn't catch that, unless that was Deathstroke again. Mm. I don't think it was. I don't think it was, I think it was a female. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure, but perhaps it's like Lego Dimensions, the movie. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. That's kind of what I how I gathered it. Yeah, so... But no, it looks it looks interesting. There's, like you say, there's, there was nothing in that trailer that made you not want to see it. Yeah, which which is the job of a trailer. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it's quite nice to have something that, all right, it's based on a book, but it's not a superhero movie. It's it doesn't feel like something you've seen before, mm. even though you probably have seen it before. Um, it's got a nice. That's quite an interesting thing. Uh, kind of movies that kind of have a mixture of genres in it, as in they're a, they're a bit of a melting pot of ever franchises. There's actually more than you think if you think about it. Um, for instance, what was that Joss Whedon movie? Um, House um, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. That did the same kind of thing, really. Yeah. In a less lesser way, but there was a the list had a lot of things on that from other movies, didn't they? Yeah. That's got one of my favourite gags in it when they're talking to the guy and he's doing the um, ominous speech. I'm like, have you got me on speakerphone? <laughs> really disrespectful to have me on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the same with Toy Story, isn't it? Yeah. It was Toy Story one of the first ones to do it? Yeah, quite well. It's probably been done before. I think Indian in the Cupboard did it because you had the Darth Vader toy in that. Oh, cool. Do you know an acid film I've not heard about for a while? That's yeah. not film. Crikey. Flashback. <laughs> Yeah, of course Vader was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, because then they opened the cupboard and Vader's fighting somebody else. Yeah. So I think it's been done. I think Gremlins sort of did it as well. With, well but, Gremlins 2 certainly did it with... Like, the monsters. The bat gremlin going out of the... Smashing through the wall. And no, the no I don't think that counts as no? such. Because, no, that was more of a, an in-joke than, a, than across the franchise, I, I think. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, because right. you're sort of crossing franchises without it being those characters, aren't you, with... Yeah, the kind of thing you're talking about. So, like Barbie in Toy Story is mm, absolutely. I suppose you had the Barbie in Gremlins too. In Gremlins, the first one, you had the the, the, the Barbie, but no, it was uh, it was only really a, a toy, wasn't it? It wasn't like Barbie's Corvette. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Gremlins for years. I watch every Christmas. You didn't want your Christmas movies? No, very much so. Even though it's got that horrible story about her dad going missing, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> the most un-Christmas Christmas story. But then ever. you got a gremlin in a microwave, and it kind of makes up for it. And you, you got a flash of gremlin, and you oh, that's which as a kid always made me crack up the most. Yeah, and you got that brilliant bit where they're in the bar, and it's all kind of moody and film noir, and you got them with the puppet. <laughs> just cheats it. Oh, that's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, so that's one of my Christmas movies. Can we talk about it's Christmas for two seconds? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Obviously. And everyone goes on about Die Hard. I couldn't be... I, I'm, I'm not... No, Didn't do it for me. But um, um, Elf is close. Uh, but my wife likes Elf, so we go for it. Elf is the movie we watch every year when we put the tree up. Yeah. And, of course, Nightmare Before Christmas. See, 
I'm gonna potentially anger a lot of people, but I've always struggled with Nightmare Before Christmas. But you're a massive Burton fan. I know. I just it's never really done it for me. I get it. It's a fantastically made film. I, I like it. It's just a it's nice got great movie. songs in it, but yeah. it's, it's just, just so fluid. It's so it's it's a beautiful beautiful bit of filmmaking. It's oh, it stunning. is stunning. Absolutely stunning. It's just the actual story of it. Just yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, mine are Die Hard. I watch from yeah. pretty much every year. I love Die Hard anyway, and Batman Returns. Oh yeah, Batman Returns. I can see. Yeah. yeah, and like like you, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, yeah. every year without fail. So I think last year was the first time that I didn't manage to watch Batman Returns before Christmas. I was just so tired that I usually watch it on Christmas Eve. It's my big Christmas Eve treat to myself is to watch Batman Returns. It just didn't happen this year, yeah. but with last minute getting everything sorted because you've got two small children, it kind of wipes you out. Now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But, but yeah, so... Sorry, what are we talking about? Gremlins! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, Ready Player One, I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks, yeah, it looks it's yeah, new I'll, and different. And yeah, I'll give it a watch and probably have my big grin on my face all the way through. Do um, Warner Brothers own only Robocop license, do they? No, that's... Who has got that? Who released the Who's remake? bought all the Orion stuff? I don't know, it went everywhere. It got, mm. it got smashed up. I can't even think who released the who's E1 wasn't it released the reboot I don't know or Memento or one of those so there's no chance that Memento will appear in there possibly they mm. pay <laughs> anything's possible with money but yeah so anyway we had that and then the other big trailer movie wise particularly was Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. the second trailer yeah didn't get me as much as the first trailer got me right the first trailer for one it had the Led Zepp song yeah which instantly added atmosphere to it, and it had the whole "I know him, he's a friend from work." Yeah, it, it kind of was one of those ones where there was a great lead up and a great and a really good reveal. When the second one was basically there was no real because it, the, you obviously stated how much a Hulk was going to be in it. Yeah, and it kind of yeah, it didn't really have to. Pay Don't get me wrong, there's a lot in this trailer that I absolutely love. I can't, yeah, I can't wait for it. I love the whole. We had a fight. Did I win? No, yeah. I won. Usually, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, no, yeah, a lot of humour, and I hope it doesn't rely too much on humour. But I get the feeling it's sort of it feels a bit Guardians. Yeah, certainly in the trailer, that's what they're playing on, which I can fully understand because they're building. You don't think they're turning because Thor's humour is a lot more kind of if you compare that to his first film. I think they're just a bit like they did with that Suicide Squad trailer, the second one, where they really amped up the comedy. I think because you've just had the success of. Guardians of the Galaxy mm. and they're taking Thor into an area that we're not overly familiar with Thor being in mm. that they're sort of being like you know this is in our Marvel Space Universe our Marvel Space Universe is it's, it's exciting and retro. fun yeah so that music that plays over that trailer is awesome yeah absolutely it's got that nice 70s psychedelic vibe very much like the Doctor Strange score yeah very he, because he did seem, yeah, uh, Thor did seem a little bit Star Lordy, didn't he? His humour. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, think that's. It didn't feel out of character. No, I tell you, with it the arrogance me. of Thor through the previous film. Yeah, it. it remind- and he did. Uh, he did have like one of the best gags in the Avengers Assemble. The when they talk about Loki. Oh yeah, he also, he's my brother. Have <laughs> he's my brother. Adopted like, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, then she'd list off some of the things he's done. With. He's adopted. Mm. 
But you know the the shorts where where it shows Thor living in a flat share with that guy. Yes, it's that kind of humour, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, because there was a lot of speculation about whether his flatmate would be. Yeah. In the movie, but there's some stuff we didn't see that was reported on from Comic Con, which I've forgotten the name of the rock guy again. Korg. Korg. Yeah, where he meets him in the thing, and that sounds great. I'm hoping I'm not going to spoil it. You can read about it various places. But um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for Thor. I mean, I at this point I'm excited for all Marvel movies. Mm. <laughs> They've never sort of let us down. Tell fourteen-year-old Stuart that. I know. Well, to be fair, fourteen-year-old Stuart always loved the Spider-Man cartoon and the X-Men cartoons. So. Mm. It was just the Marvel comics I could never really get into because the continuity was always always seemed like such a fucking big mess. Despite Stan Lee's always remember that every comic is somebody's first comic <laughs> mantra. Yeah, it did kind of seem to be like you got fifty years of this shit to catch up on, pal. <laughs> so, but no, it's good. There's good stuff in it. Hulk looks good. Yeah, it's brilliant. I like that Hulk's talking now. Yeah, but he's like, semi-talking. Talking. He's not. Yeah, no, it's it's still the Hulk. It's, it's not the. Was it? Did he turn Grey Hulk when he became the intelligent Hulk in the comics? No, he's still Green Hulk. Oh, Grey Hulk was because they called him the Incredible Sock, didn't they? Grey Hulk was. I um, uh, he got separated at one point with, with Banner, and I can't remember. I might, I yeah, there was a storyline where he was working as a bouncer, wasn't he? Oh no, that was um, that wasn't Grey Hulk. That was oh, he had a name, Joe something. Oh shit! <laughs> Carry on. I'm going to Google it. Nerd look stuff up on the radio. Mm. Um, yeah. So anyway, but now that's exciting. The ships look cool. I kind of because they've started releasing some of the Lego sets before the films even come out for Thor Ragnarok, and they kind of left me a little bit. Mm. Oh really? But was it Joe Fix It? I don't know. Yeah, yeah Joe Zim was the bones. Yeah, it? Joe Fix It. Uh, I don't know. My my Hulk knowledge is not. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Cool. So yeah, um, there were people calling for a Hulk movie again recently, which Ruffalo said it was never going to happen. No, no, it's kind of had that time now. I kind it? of feel like as well that I mean he works well as a supporting character. Yeah, he doesn't seem to work well in his own movies. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean Hulk is my favourite Marvel character. Marvel. And you know the, the cinema universe yeah. character. I, I, I mean, no, I all right. Hulk. He could work well in his own movies. He hasn't in the past. Angie's yeah. Hulk. Absolutely, it was terrible. I watched that the other day. It was on a Saturday on telly. Awful movie. I've still not I've ever gone back to it. I remember quite liking it at the cinema, but being quite bored at the same time. And Ed Norton's Hulk. It was all right, but it was an actual movie. Yeah, it wasn't. A great film. I remember watching the It's Annie definitely movie. my lowest rated Marvel movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I think everyone does. I think everyone tries to forget that mainly because they haven't got the continuation of the character. Yeah. Well, you kind of do in that he references it in, a, in Avengers. What did you say? It's about, um, something about him being in a big city or something that he leveled Brooklyn. Oh, I see. Oh, not or like Harlem or whatever well, 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 I used to look, look a lot yeah. like Edward Norton or anything. <laughs> you know that actor Edward Norton? That's what I used to look like. Yeah. Okay. He wouldn't like me when I'm Norton. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hate me when I'm Banner. <laughs> so, 
No, but I, I, when I watched Hangover, I remember watching that for the first time. <coughs> and when was it? 2002, am I right? 2003, I think. 2003, when you're out. And I was blown away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was bl- absolutely blown away by it. Oh my god, look at him, it's brilliant. The CGI is amazing. And I watched it, and oh my god, it's shit. This is the problem with CGI, is that it dates it. As you look at a lot of films that are very CGI heavy now, and you're kind of like, that looks awesome. That's going to look shit in two yeah. years. <laughs> and. Hulk Poodle. Yes. Let's not forget Hulk Poodle. There's a great nostalgia critic thing where he reviews Hulk. They like take the piss out of the thing where she looks out the window or he looks out the window and sees Nick Nolte with the three dogs yeah. staring up at him. He's like, who thought that was creepy? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey buddy, best in shows down the road. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I mean... I, like I say, I remember really liking it when I saw it at the cinema, being a little bit bored but really liking it and thinking it showed promise. And I've never really properly gone back to it. I've seen bits of it mm. and I've always thought the transitions where they've tried to make it look like a comic book. Horrible. At the time, I was like, it makes sense to do this in a comic book movie, but now I sort of look back at it and I'm like, it doesn't actually fit. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't work. flow with it, the story, it really it's just doesn't. weird. Yeah. And when the explosion goes off that kills um, Talbot. Hmm. And you sort of get the white cut out around him with the flame in the back. Like, what the fuck is that? Again, in 2003, that probably looked awesome. You want to ding on it out down? You just sort of like like when the panel slides through. You just sort of like on a. Oh. And, and there were all the helicopters, and suddenly it all puts into paddles. You get a helicopter from different angles. Oh, look at this helicopter from this angle. There are some angle. really nice transitions in it, though. We'll oh. give it that. Like when he's looking out and he closes the blinds, and it transitions to the next scene as he closes the blind. Yeah, that's a really nice one. But there are other ones that are just clumsy. A bit like when Homer made the video, the date video for Ned Flanders. Star White. Oh yeah. <laughs> Star. You do know there are other transitions. Star White. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah I think Homer Simpson was the editor on that but and another trailer you just brought to my attention that I don't think was a Comic Con one I think it was just a trailer so we're going to deviate slightly off Comic Con is The Shape of Water yes which I'd not heard of it no, I literally I'm a film guy and I'd not heard of it I'd, I, I came across it completely by accident a couple of days ago and it was awesome it reminded me a lot of the, of the game Bioshock the kind of the, the, the kind of 1950s 1940s retro music well, when it started the thing that I said to you was that it reminded me of Terry Gilliam's Brazil yeah in the way that the world was set up mm. and that, which is no bad thing because Brazil is it's quite quirky as well yeah and then it's definitely got those del Toro flourishes in that very much so very Hellboyish very yeah and I, at first I was like is this going to be another Pan's Labyrinth beautiful horror kind of mm set up and it's not it looks like a really really I mean it looks like there are horrific things in it mm. of things humans are doing to the yeah so uh, I would go and watch it but the um, the, the, the premise I, we, I can gather is that it's about a, a young girl who's a cleaner in a big laboratory and she's mute and she falls in I presume she falls in love or she meets or she likes the friends the yeah. friends when the experiments um, who happens to be some kind of merman, sea creature yeah, kind thing. of thing. Similar to actually to Merman from He-Man, it's a bit like that. And it just kind of, and I, I, it, it presumes that the trailer goes on, it looks like he then tries Maybe to that's it. Maybe he is Merman from He-Man. That's what this I think is it the backdoor thing into... Oh yeah, but never universe. <laughs> Del Toro's uh, mm. Masters Ooh. of the Universe. Oh yeah, the, the Moss Man one would be good. Man at Arms pops up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alfred Walker runs his fingers through his moustache <laughs> um, yeah no it looks good good cast Richard Jenkins yeah. uh, Michael Shannon um, that guy from all those Coen Brothers movies whose name I can't remember um, Bill Clooney yeah uh, Octavia is it Octavia Spencer I think mm. that was and I can't remember the name of the main girl main lady in it but she's very good in other things I've seen her in which is really annoying that I can't remember her name um yeah so it's yeah no like I said I'd not heard anything about it and I think that was a nice genuine surprise Mm -hmm. and it kind of looks ooh ah there we go we're back sorry the thing went all squiffy um yeah it looks nice Mm. like a nice film with that it looks like an 80s fantasy movie yeah I can see that where like the never ending story or something like that it was it was not afraid to show you a harsher side of it as well Um, or gremlins yeah going back to that it wasn't afraid to shy away from like seeing the science teacher get his fucking army in off or whatever it was which terrified me as a kid um, yeah, it's yeah, sort of got that. Chocolate well, you know, he didn't know. Mm. So, but yeah, it's um, got that that sort yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> it's got that eighties sort of vibe and feel, which is nice. It's nice that films seem to be going back to that sort of, you know, kids like to be scared kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it, it ticks the nostalgia boxes as well. Mm. All we need now is there to be the 18 men in the background <laughs> and the Iron Giant. Yes. That'd be brilliant. That would be everything you ever wanted from a movie. Mm. Um, I believe there was another Blade Runner trailer, but I haven't watched it. So. Okay, that'd be the next one. I've yeah, watched it. I haven't I've... watched it either. Blade Runner is one of those ones that I'm kind of like, yeah. Wasn't well, there a Blade Runner experience at Comic Con? Well, they basically yeah, like, like, so. like they created a street with all the fog and stuff. And I think so. Yeah, I like the sound like of that because the one thing about Blade Runner is the, the atmosphere that it kind of shows and the brilliant saxophone music and the rainy streets is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, let's say Blade Runner. Blade Runner is too big to talk about as a passing comment. It is. Yeah, Blade Runner needs its own thing. Um, there wasn't really much else beyond that that came out of it. There were trailers for all the usual TV shows, so Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, all stuff you don't watch. <laughs> so, so yeah, there was that. Um, I believe there was a Gotham Season 4 trailer as well, but as I've not seen Season 3 yet, nor really care about seeing Season 3, that's not really worth talking about either. Um, there wasn't really any Star Wars stuff came out of it, because they did the D23 thing not long ago which I think there was some extra behind the scenes footage released for that Mm. Um, and then the only other sort of big news was kind of Dan Dio and Jim Lee coming out on stage and basically saying comics are fucked if they keep carrying on the way they're going yeah I know absolutely which I think a lot of people who work in comic shops and regularly buy comics have been going for a long time he's going to be fucked pretty soon if they (laughs) keep going the way they're going so they're not really telling us anything new um it's nice that they've recognised it but whether they'll actually put the change in place because as a con organiser I can see the implosion coming foot falls down on all events like ours us Leamington I think Cardiff's foot falls down this year mm. um, I don't know about like the MCMs and that but I don't really count them in with us as Comic Cons they're media shows and they're always going to pull in a wider audience 
Um, I think there are problems. I think there are things that need to be fixed. I think there's need things that need to be fixed as con organisers. Um, but yeah, within actually the world of comics, comics are so fucking expensive. Now, That's one. the problem. Is that, I mean, especially after Brexit as well. The price has just risen. There's that. I've stopped collecting. I've I've not been collecting for about three years now. I cut. I mean, I've still got about ten years worth of comics that I've got to try and get through. Mm. But I mean, when I retire, I'm going to be set. <laughs> but there, there's always more coming out. And then they moved to re- releasing titles twice a month, mm. doing them fortnightly, which just. And again, if you want to follow one character, you've got to pick up like six or seven copies. Uh, uh, this know, is the thing books. I've always said. When I got into comics in the '90s, yes, there were big arcs that ran over several books, but they were usually at least kept within. Like, if there was a Superman story that year, it was kept within the four Superman books. Mm. And the idea was that you'd buy a Superman comic every week, which at the time they were about 50p, so it wasn't too bad. And yeah, Marvel had that thing for, for bringing out... If there was a big arc, they would bring out a short series of about six comic books on that arc, but you'd still have to pick up the other books just to fill in the gaps. Yeah, and DC did it as well with, like, Zero Hour and that, where you... Everyone... Every of their individual titles had their own Zero Hour comic. Of course, yeah, yeah. But they weren't essential to read to follow the story of the main zero hour arc mm. kind of thing um, it's not a new thing doing crossovers it's just they're so fucking big now mm. I think with digital comics being cheaper people tend to go that way a bit more which is killing print which is a shame because I love print comics I'd much rather have the physical thing as much space as they fucking take up yeah. as worthless as they are once I bought them generally I mean that's the other problem as well is the multiple variant covers people buying them and flipping them exhausting extortionate prices it's all I think I think I mean we've been around long enough now to see it go through it at least twice where it's imploded thanks for that I feel really old <laughs> well there was the sort of mid to late 90s implosion where it all just went to shit and everything mm. dropped off because everybody that was when Action Comics number one people found it was worth like a million dollars mm so everybody just started buying comics assuming that they were all going to be worth a lot of money which is why 90s comics are pretty much worth shit all mm. um, they're not even useful for you know mopping up damp floors But and I love 90s comics but because that, that was my era but yeah and then there was sort of the early 2000s sort of that period before Iron Man hit where comics started to wane a little bit again DC kept them in Final Crisis Final Night Final Identity or whatever it was Mm. or Identity Crisis they've just chucked Crisis in whatever title mm. um, so yeah we've been through it a couple of times and we'll go through it again um, I know certain comic shops are starting to close down now Hiding Geek's closing its doors Melksham's shutting well, it's a yeah, comic shop yeah, there's, yeah they're now going to be a bookshop yeah which kind of shows the shift I think it's just too expensive to be in the import business at the moment yeah. however um Proud Lion are back in the trend. They are. They're opening a opening separate the second one. Yeah. Like, uh, a, well, no. Um, they're separating. As yeah, because they're moving into where Game On used to be. In yeah, Shelton. that's right. Um, in the arcade. No, Game, Game on, on was in the arcade. The arcade's no. no longer there. No, Game On was up one of the side streets. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, but the toys. Um, yeah, so they're moving that to the comics. The comic side of it's moving over there, and then they're keeping the other side as a gaming thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, that's an interesting thing. I really mm. hope it works for them. That's how Excelsior is in Bristol, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, but they're they're almost next door to each other. Yeah, one drop in between them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's not far. It's just across the road. I think where yeah. 
So, but no, that's that's exciting and and cool. And I think I think it's how smart you are as a retailer mm. as to whether you can survive it. I think a lot of the ones that came in later. I mean, Ben's got nearly what, ten years. I've been there. He's got nearly twenty years having worked in comic shops. Yeah, he worked for Forbidden, Forbidden Planet first. Yeah, and then he. Worked. I first found him out in. I discovered him in two thousand and five. I think it was two thousand and four, two thousand and five. I literally came across the shop. Um, so yeah, he's been there for a while. So yeah, so I'd be wrong about that actually. No, I, I, yeah. I, I can't remember how long he's been there. Mm. I can't think with that what the date is on that Paul Cornell plaque. So, but anyway, yeah. So he's been there a while, he's got the experience, he's seen the trends sort yeah. of come and go. He's been there, man. He's been there, man. So, yeah, you were there, man. Game over, man. But yeah, so it's... Sorry, I'm going to put the light on. Dead air. But it is, yeah. Well, you could have said something, man. Sorry, I, did, I got confused. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Bright light. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... It's an interesting time. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, we've got our five-year plan with True Believers up to 2019. Then after that, we'll look at it as to how it goes on going forward. But, mm. but yeah, I'm not sure how many of the sort of cons that came in around the same time as us, or just before us, or after us, are gonna push on. I know Oldham does really well. Oldham gets about four thousand people, but mm. they're free entry. Yeah, okay. Which makes a difference although I found round here free entry tends to make people a bit more sceptical yeah where do they get their money from then is it literally they, they charge a shitload of the storeholders yeah well they do it in a library as well so uh, so they've got to be very quiet yeah shh so yeah it's um yeah it's 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 going to be interesting but I think as long as the fandom's still there and you can keep doing interesting things mm. then it, it will move on but um, that's sort of it from San Diego that I followed anything from San Diego Comic Con catch your eye um, some of the toys look really really cool Sideshow Toys I follow and some of their toys that they're releasing look absolutely fantastic um, I don't know if it's new but they're releasing a Ripley and a Power Loader oh cool which looks amazing right next to a f- there was a Hulkbuster on the shelf as well which looked really good but it's the Ripley and the Power Loader I mean I've got yeah, I've got a thing about that. I might have to maybe look into it. I saw some of the Ghostbusters toys, and they yes. saw they're going to start releasing real Ghostbusters figures again. Oh, right. Which is interesting. Does that mean the cartoons coming back out? I don't think so. I think mm. it's just the nostalgia for toys you had as a kid kind of thing. So were they going to be exactly like they used to be? So you can get the old granny that you like your head blows down. And the or the trash man that you oh, went yeah. on his head. Yeah. Oh, the trash man. That was awesome. Uh but yeah, no, it's and there's some new Batman sixty six toys coming out. I know what's gonna to say to you. Sorry everybody. Um what was it that I saw What are you doing that for? I don't know. Oh. Anticipation, man. Um oh where was it? I saw some really really <coughs> decent cheap Batman animated series toys. Um, B&M. B and M. Yeah. I think uh, you've already spotted them. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, so sorry I got my Batman and the Phantasm double oh, pack yeah. for twelve ninety nine. Oh yeah, it was a Robin I saw. Uh, yeah, they got a load for seven ninety nine, haven't they? Yeah. So let's let's move on to because there was another announcement or sneak peek that came out of this weekend that was Comic Con related. 
Go on. There was a tiny little sneak peek of part of the cover of the True Believers 2018 charity comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. So, so yeah, and... You had me really worried then. I don't know how you were talking about different research. We're about to post the title on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. So, there it goes on Twitter. Is it gone? Maybe. Little red cross. <laughs> the internet's crashed. <laughs> we built this up and the internet's crashed. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Who dropped the box with the internet in it? <laughs> so go on, and read it out then. It's going up on the Facebook event page for True Believers 2018 as well. Gone? Is it gone? It has gone. The title is for the. Yeah. Well, let's, let's set it it's up. It's called Your Artwork Here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, wrong one. <laughs> It's yeah. called User Error 404. <laughs> Sorry, I can't find the internet. Uh, yeah, it's... This, so, we, for a while, we've wanted to put together a charity anthology comic of some kind. Um, and it took a little while to get it together. Um, and then we finally settled on it. We got some great people involved in it. And, um, yeah, for ages, we were batting forward in different title ideas. Yeah, we wanted a name. Well, you wanted a name. We were... Well, we wanted a name, even though you're in charge of it. Um, that, that something that obviously said what it was, but also a little bit retro, we didn't we? But also something a bit quirky, something a bit nice. And I also put it that maybe I had something to do with me and you as well, as a little bit of a uh, of an in joke. Yeah, because we batted around things that meant nothing. So one of yeah. the ones that we were back and forward and on for a little while was hypnotizing chickens. Yeah, which was a, a, a train spotting reference, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because I'd said, you know, we want something like train spotting that doesn't mean anything mm. unless you're really deep into the. Mm. But it also just didn't mean anything. But I think this name that we've chosen, I think is you couldn't we couldn't pick better. Um, yeah, it's just sort of one of those things that I sent you a text message, didn't I? Yeah, and it just After struck a straight away. But in forward in different ideas like eleven A, which is the motorway junction that you come off of, yeah. and all that sort of thing. Um, it was the the the. the Collaboration uh, omnibus, whatever it was called. Yeah, we had lots of because uh, the temporary working name was we're building this up like it's fucking X Factor yeah. also. <laughs> um, yeah, the temporary working name was just the True Believers Twenty Eighteen Charity Showcase. Comic. Just roll, rolls off the tongue. It does roll off the tongue, mm. but it sounds a little bit like a school project as well. Yeah. So I text Andy with what about Tales from Beyond Infinity? Bum bum bum. And you said. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, yeah, that's it. That's got to be it. And it's can, can we reveal the kind of the, the, the thing behind it? The the well, the more I thought about it, the more I wanted something that was sort of Kirby S, sort of those golden ages of like tales from astonish, absolutely, and and that sort of thing. And that was my thinking for it. And then I wanted something that fitted to us. And when you were at university, you got I don't know where this. It wasn't university. It was not university. That. College. Sorry. Yeah, it was before that. I don't know where this. I know exactly where it came from. My next door neighbour. <laughs> basically, we found it. I was passed. It had to be. It was a. It was a softcore porn movie, wasn't it? There's no other way. It was a sci-fi, really bad B movie, softcore porn movie called. Well, I don't think it was actually softcore porn. It was designed as like an eighties, fifties B movie. When I was yeah, fifteen, was... it was softcore porn. There were <laughs> boobs in it. Same with same way that Eurotrash was softcore porn. Yeah. Yeah, and it was called Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity, and it's, it's actually on IMDb. It is. It's yeah. got. It's actually got a Wikipedia page as well. <laughs> um, it's yeah. It's 
it's not a great movie. Oh I my mean, god, it's terrible. But they have boobs in it. It's not even softcore porn because it's not even really remotely erotic. But, <laughs> and it's controversial, and you know, you know we're, we're not really doing anything for equality by having. <laughs> but but yeah, Slave Girls from Golden Infinity. It had like this genius thing where they'd stole a ship. Like, we can't fly this ship without a pilot glove or something. It's like, it, it oh, was like a, this one. Yeah, it was. A, it was. Like, we, we need an IV2 <coughs> converter. Oh, you mean like there's one here on the shelf? Yeah, that's the one. Let's go. It was like the oh. worst <laughs> plot writing I've ever seen. But yeah, so and then when I was into comics at about fourteen, I always wanted to then just create my own comic world. Mm. And my own comic publishing thing and it would have been called Infinity Comics mm. which is where the Infinity bit came into it and I just thought it fits together really nicely so you've got those two references and just Tales from Beyond Infinity just sounds like just out there tales and you know it's a comic that's dedicated raising money in the name of my brother-in-law who died of a brain tumour at Sue Rider Hospice the Campton Court Hospice which is where the money's going um, and sort of we looked at trying to find names that would fit in with him but nobody could really think of anything apart from maybe some Elvis Costello songs which one of the ones was Man Out of Time mm. which like you said that sounds like that should then be the content of the book yeah absolutely um, it sounds like an Out of Limits kind mm. of title which is what started to get us more towards the Tales to Astonish Tales from the Crypt kind of vibe of title and yeah Tales from Beyond Infinity kind of sounds like you know it's from the next world so it's still paying tribute to John as well which I think it worked really nicely sounds like I'm blowing smoke up my own ass now but, <laughs> but yeah so so who's involved in this project then? so hang on let me just do you know after this we should create uh, short stories short porn stories that involves um, animatronic and cartoon ducks. No, no, it, we shouldn't. We should call it Fucktails. <laughs> I'm going to veto that. Sorry, everybody. I, I'm just going to give it a no now. I'm just going to. Oh, we've had a comment on it. Oh, okay, that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Who is involved? Sorry, there's comments. Uh, Rob Jones has commented on it already. So basically, it's exclusive stories being written specially for it. The idea was that it would showcase the work of some of the people working in small press mm-hmm. so and tie into their books or their characters, their stories. So we've got... So it's a bit like, if you think about it, it's a bit like what you get at a free comic book day. So you get samples of other people's work. It is, but it's not like... like, like, It's not just like the Marvel or DC samples where you get two pages that offer you no content whatsoever. They are self-contained stories. Mm. Not previews of other things. They are contributing their own... Yeah, Offer you an entry point into... And I take it these stories won't be anywhere else it'll literally just be in the they're exclusive to this I mean obviously everybody's doing giving the stories for free mm. so at a certain point down the road if they wanted to put them in a collected edition or use them elsewhere we're not it's their they're the creators they own it um, but yeah they're exclusive to this this is the first place they will appear right and this is the first place they'll be for at least a year I would have thought if not longer because of the way some of them go um, so yeah so you've got 
uh, Vince Hunt of the awesome podcast vein. Um, he's doing a Red Mask versus. Oh, is he really? Versus what? Uh, he hasn't said yet. He put out a poll with the street fighter. Whether you want to see him fight one big thing, lots of little things. And the poll was running on Twitter, which I don't know where the poll's at at the minute. Like Starfleet. Like all the spaceships were drawn together and make one big one. No, it's like. It's like, do you want to see it fight one big robot or something like that? Let's see if he's still got the poll up. Uh, Planning Red Marks versus Short for an anthology. critters. Well, yeah, this. It's <laughs> amazing. So yeah, so your options were what kind of adversary shall I design for Red Mask to take mm. on? One huge alien beast, loads of tiny little aliens, a Ravenger style gang, uh, alien robots. Alien robots, please. Well, loads of tiny little aliens is worth winning at the minute. Oh, can you, can you, have you voted? You didn't vote for, did I, you vote I for ro- oh, alien robots? No, I just don't. <laughs> well, you can go on there as Zootbot and do your vote. I'm going to. I'm going to go right on there. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Fuck you, I am. Ooh. So, oh, right. Let's say who's involved before we say the comments they made. Oh yeah. So yeah, John Lake from Level Eight Comics is gonna be doing a story that ties into Brethren Born. Um, we'll come back to him. <laughs> uh, Mike Garley's done some samurai slasher pages, which he sent us over the ones without. They've not got the dialogue on yet, but they're absolutely stunning. Amazing. Um, Susie Gander's doing a periwinkle, yeah, story. Which, um, I befriended her on Facebook yesterday. Did you? Mm. Good. You should. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, I drew periwinkle on Sunday. Oh, brilliant. Very and nice. then coloured it on Monday. Took it for a drink. Car teased. <laughs> <laughs> we were what... making comics. By <laughs> <way>. <laughs> um, Andy Bloor's doing a Midnight Man story. So these stories will range from one page to four pages. Um, Robin Jones is doing an exclusive Gris Gristle one. Um, Griff Griffle Gristle that's not easy to say Griff, Griff Gristle, Gristle. Um, The Inheritic Boys are doing a short which they've I think they've done it now because in their three question interview which I need to post up oh shit I've got to do, yeah they were saying about um, they'd just finished doing it yeah. and that from doing that they like doing it in short format so much that they're going to do their own anthology mm-hmm. of shorts which is awesome and Sam Webster's doing a story with Clarice from Unfamiliar Skies mm. oh like a spin off series a spin off comic just like a oh, little character. yeah oh nice so yeah they're all spin-offs yeah oh yeah from it's, yeah it's not pages from their comics mm. that they've just sort of chopped together well I believe um yeah and then the other person mm-hmm. who's involved is Craig Tull who who indeed who indeed let me look him up <laughs> uh, okay. your best man yeah he was my best man your best man and he was still paying off that debt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he does an online webcomic called Wages of Cindy. He does. Which is like a three, four panel format strip, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Is it weekly? Um, um, it's at one point it was, it was, it was two. <coughs> yeah, it was t- yeah. twice a week. Let's um, skip past this because I've actually checked it for a little while. Look at where we'll kill me. Anyway, <laughs> anyway let's, let's skip on. Um, okay. I must admit, I don't read it every week. I save them up and then go back and like ten, read for ten years. Have ten years worth. <laughs> ten years, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've never read it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting till he finishes. I like a complete story. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and this is his first serial serialized comic in print in an actual comic. He's done 
strips in magazines, hasn't he? he yes, he one, has. one of the is, He does, he does, yeah. Cocktails are unexpected, and the Bristol um, free magazine's been in that for quite a while. Yeah, so he does those, and yeah, this is his first comic. He's going, he's said he's doing the full four pages. Yeah, he does. So, I, yeah, I, I, I'm aware of the story as well. It's been brilliant. Awesome. Tell us all about it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's there now going, no! Basically, it's, a, it's about a boy who turns out he's a wizard. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It's does, quite he, does he live with his evil aunt and uncle? Uh, yes, he does. And then a big giant comes to collect him. Excellent. That sounds like an idea that's never been played before. I thought so. Um, yeah, and then... I Part of me's toying around with the idea of trying to do a... Uh, little one or two page comic in it myself. Okay. Which I've I've sent you an idea for. Yes. Which, like I say, it probably won't happen because of having the time to be able to sit down and do it properly. Oh look, there's all the uh, some of the old. Oh yeah, it says Winds of Wild Insanity. Yeah, that's that's where we got to at one point. I was throwing out things like Winds of Wild Insanity. Have you had a curry? No, I hadn't. Mm. The guy in front of me had. <laughs> <laughs> it was making me mad. Your wife had. <laughs> um, I quite liked Winds of Arden. All these titles that were thrown out, by the way, we may use at a later date, mm-hmm. so you can't steal them. Mm-hmm. They're ours. Although Iggy Pop might have hypnotizing <laughs> chickens, to be fair. Or you can have 11A. <laughs> um, yeah, and we won't mention the bottom one because it kind of ties into something. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, that's everyone that's involved. Like I say, it's looking to be a 36-pager. Uh, hang on for eight. Uh-huh. Yeah, 36 pages in total, including cover and other things, and 31 pages of comic mm-hmm. at the moment, and possibly a couple more if I get my ass into gear. Um, so, yeah, that's that, which is really cool. Um, ooh, we've been You're missing one person who's involved. Am I? Me! Who? Wanker. <laughs> You don't get credited. <laughs> oh, please. Yes, you're doing the cover, aren't you? Yes, I am Zoo is doing the cover. Ooh, we've been sent some bristle pages. Cool. Yeah, no dialogue. But this makes a great podcast. It does. They're really nice. Nice. Anyway, yeah. They're not for you yet. You'll find them in the book. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it's really nice stuff. Um, Susie Gander likes the title. Put love it, well done, guys. It was all me. <laughs> uh, we got our that's pretty awesome guys from Robin Jones. So that's nice. That's nice. People are liking it. That's good because I there's always that thing that you think you know we've got this most awesome title, <laughs> and everyone's like, "What the fuck? That's stupid, man." <laughs> uh, yeah, it's getting retweets and liked. God, we're so vain on our own shit, aren't we? So yeah, so that's the title, and it's uh, it's shaping up. I'm really excited about this. Like I say, it's something we've wanted to do for a while, mm. and yeah, I'm really, really, really pleased that it's finally happening. And yeah, you'll be able to buy it at the True Believers Comic Festival. Mm. We'll probably put it up to pre-order via the website in advance. So if people just want to pay in advance and then just pick it up on the day, that'd be awesome. Uh, the plan is that whatever the cover price is, that's the amount that goes 
to the charity. Right. Hmm. So we'll have a couple of pages of ads available for people to buy at a reasonable price just to help us cover that the cost of printing. Um, ticket sales from the summer event, at least a pound of that's going to the charity. We're then going to use some of that money to help cover the cost of the printing because it, they're expensive to print. But so, and we like I say, we want to get it that it doesn't cripple us so that we have to struggle with things to do for the event. Not that we're in that position anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So you know, as much as we can do to make it, and if we can make it so we can print a few more. At the moment, we're looking at a print run of two hundred and fifty, mm. and it'll be a one-time print job. It won't ever get reprinted again. So it'll be that and out. Um, whatever we don't sell at the event, the people who are involved potentially buy some at cover price to then sell on at later events from their table. So again, it's all the money is going to the charity, uh, which is what it's set up for. So we, you know, potentially could raise a, a nice bit of money, a little bit more than if we just given them the money that would have covered, mm-hmm. covered the cost of the printing. Mm-hmm. And you get something cool and unique that's got awesome people doing awesome work in it. Um. So yeah, so like I say, that'll be available soon. We're gonna all the details will keep coming as they come in. The deadlines end of August for all the pages to come in so a little bit of leeway on that and then yeah go to the printer get the proof move forward with that and then hopefully we'll have a nice little stack of comics it's going to be American comic book size isn't it it is yeah yeah. we're doing it American comic book size which we probably should have gone a different size probably would have been cheaper but I wanted it to look like a comic not that the smaller ones don't look like comics but you know I mean I wanted it to look like the comics that I read Mm. no I think that's a good idea Plus it'll uh, fit in polybags. It'll fit in, yeah. Mm. Polybags and that sort of thing. So yeah, it'll look nice and I'm really excited about it. I love I've seen the rough of the full cover. I think the cover really captures what we're about. Um and it's also got that feel of those old Tales to Astonish things where the cover image was n- not a story in the thing. It was its own story just as a one panel picture. And yeah, it's it's really nice. It really feels really true believersy. It's all right. Um, I got to say that the artist is sitting next to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got my notes yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting till he's finished. I get the email back for all the amendments. <laughs> That's a bit stupid. <laughs> Can you flip it so it's facing the other way? <laughs> funny. <laughs> Genuine things graphic designers are told. Slash asked. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you enjoying doing the cover? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love big projects like this. And it was some, an idea that came to me as I was taking a pee at work, if you must know. Lovely. Mm. And it's, yeah. I, I tend to find that's when the best ideas happen. Well, when you're, yeah. Some about the smell of your own urine. <laughs> In the morning. <laughs> um, no, I, I always, yeah, I, I love it. I just, it's, 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 I, it's about 15, 15, 20 hours in it so far. I reckon I'm about halfway. Awesome. Don't lie, it takes you two minutes, you push that button. Oh, yeah, just the right combination We established of this years ago. It's like control, alt. And I just pressed the right combination of buttons, which is the same thing they do in the bedroom. Except <laughs> your wife's bedroom, out a lot, she's crashing. <laughs> she needs an update. <laughs> Buffering. Yeah. All done. I'll leave her to it, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, charity comic yeah charity comic yay charity <laughs> so yeah no it's 
And it'll be the first thing published by uh, the nerds who publish themselves. Yeah, which sounds very similar to us. It does. It's almost like we're uh, behind it. Wow, got different hats. But different hats. So, mm. but yeah, no. So, like I say, keep an eye on the Facebook page for that. The news on that tends to go up on the event page first and Twitter, and then it will go up on the website, and we'll share it around. Like the horse that we are, just sharing stuff out for the world to see. Like um, an STD in like, like an STD, but a fun one. Mm, a fun STD. More of a tickle, less of an itch. Yeah, like herpes. <laughs> like Herbie's? Herbie had an STD. Yeah, it did. What did Michael Keaton do for that car? <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that's exciting. Like I say, we've got the summer event coming up. Yeah. Uh, tickets are still available. Four weeks, excited. It? it is, yeah. Under four weeks now. The... Uh, banners up on the venue it's looking yeah it's looking good I'm excited for it it's something different mm. um, but yeah again website Facebook page all the information is there uh, anything you've been working on anything you want to plug before we sign off any recommendations um, uh, the quick recommendations I went to see Baby Drive that's very good we have gone to see cool um, Goldberg's I've just got into that's very good and you, you're the one who told me that anyway you're always like three years behind me yeah absolutely. Like, I tell you about 30 Rock nothing for ages and you're <laughs> gonna, I tell you about Parks and Rec nothing you think, yeah you tell me about The Office still not watched it <laughs> uh, <but I> think <coughs> that's about it to be honest I've read anything recently I'm just life takes over doesn't it it, it like does kind of gets in the way of being a geek it does like I say is real life if ever you know you're thinking things are slowing down real life has just got in the way for a bit but we always catch up on things oh I'll tell you what I did watch I'm going to watch again actually on the iPlayer and Angry Talk (laughs) but um uh, it was an iPlayer and it was an idea that we can bring up and maybe we can talk about it when we're stuck for an idea of talking about but they it was the it was like that promotion it isn't that most shows <laughs> oh yeah, is it the John Williams John thing? Williams is brilliant did you watch it I didn't I heard some of it on the radio because they did it on Radio 4 yeah because um, um, Komodo Mayo did one a few years ago that was all different film yeah. scores for different things but um, I think maybe we should that be uh, we'll talk about John Williams at some point and our favourite John Williams it'd be scores. good to do a film scores one because yeah, I find film scores are great for listening to yeah. when you're drawing because I start I started a conversation about it on the Awesome Comics Talk group page hmm about you know what do people listen to when they're drawing a lot mm. of people said podcasts but the problem I always have with podcasts is because I listen to ones that make me laugh yeah when you're trying it's to do nice that to delicate line and then you, you suddenly somebody makes you laugh anything I talk on doesn't work when you're drawing I mean I have TV on but it would always be something that I'm, I've seen before or background like so you know like, like a movie like you know um, I draw a lot when I watch Murder She Wrote yeah yeah absolutely it's, it's nice gentle TV that yeah. I can enjoy and, and I listen to quite a bit I listen to Jazz FM as well uh, not while the movie's playing I will have one or the other. Fuck me, it's Hulk. Jazz FM will save this. But on Saturday, I watched, um, as I was cleaning the house, because that's the kind of life I lead, um, I was watching the John Williams thing, and then Sunday, I did. I put on Spotify. I just listened to loads of John Williams stuff. Cool. And I think I have a new favourite John Williams thing. I think. Okay. What was your favourite? Um, Jurassic Park. Okay. I think this quite could be controversial, because I know you hate the movie. It's um, Ray's theme from Force Awakens. See, I found the Force Awakens soundtrack to be really flat. Oh, I love it. It was. It didn't have a Jewel of the Fates. It didn't have an Imperial March. It didn't have a. There was nothing in it that was. 
it felt very much phoned in. Maybe I need to give it another try. Yeah. I always find with John Williams that I like. I think Superman is my favorite. Hmm. Actually, I think Raiders is my favorite. Star Wars is a favorite. Jurassic Park's. A They're favorite. all brilliant, aren't they? Come Jaws on. is such a great theme. <laughs> It's like Harry Potter, it's a fantastic yeah. thing. Harry Potter one. I mean, yeah, this is a different podcast, but we'll stop it. Yes, yeah. we can go on forever with this one. Um, I would shout out Marvel's new run on Darth Vader. Oh yeah, I've it's heard about amazing. This. Is it really? It's really, really good. It's okay. the first time in a long time I've been finished one and thought I cannot wait for the next issue. When's it based? When's it? When's the calendar? It's when's it? just after um, Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so we it literally redoes the thing where he first, where he gets changed into Darth Vader. Yeah, and then they go away. Yeah, they kind of wreck on that a little bit, and then he goes out with the Emperor, and the Emperor is explaining stuff to him, and it's all about him getting his red lightsaber, oh. and explains why Sith lightsabers are red, mm-hmm. and which I won't tell you because it spoils it because mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. But it's he has to go and get a lightsaber. Yeah, like a quest. He can't just, yeah, he can't just have his old lightsaber. He can't just make a new lightsaber. He has to take a lightsaber from a Jedi. Oh, I see. And it's it's basically that, and it's really good. And it's I hope really hope it keeps momentum because mm. I've found Star Wars comics in the past have kind of always either made me go, I kind of wish I was just watching the movie, mm. or they've started with some really good ideas and just petered off towards the end. They've sort of you know all for a coat and no knickers kind of build up to nothing sort of thing and then that my sex life yeah that my sex life it's like we don't have the same sex life <laughs> <laughs> just to kind of in sync I think <laughs> separate sex lives very similar <laughs> so yeah no that's fantastic um, I'm still reading the Too Much Coffee Man Omnibus Plus which is a really nice big hardback book um Film-wise, John Wick Two I really enjoyed. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I've seen the first one. I haven't seen that uh, one it's yet. on my. I've got it. Oh, cool. I do actually have it. Um, I watched something else recently. I can't think what it was, and that was really good. The founder we talked about last time. Yeah, great film. Um, yeah. So I told you I watched Split, didn't I? That was brilliant. Yeah. Worth seeing. Yeah, I will watch that eventually. Um, and that National Lampoon's documentary that's on. Oh yeah, I need to watch that. Sky, on the Sky Plus. Demand, mm. download, whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's really good as well. Um, and I'm reading a comic called Lock and Spencer, Spencer and Lock, which is basically if Calvin and Hobbes grew up to be adults and Calvin became a cop. Oh. And his childhood was horrible instead of. Oh. Fun. But, and it's. It started really strongly, it's sort of petering off a little bit. Mm. I still like but it. Damn Peter, because everywhere, don't he? Well, you know, they go around suing mm. people who let monkeys take pictures of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it started off. It had a really nice idea, and it's sort of it's it's only a four issue series. So mm. I've yet to read the last issue. It's upstairs. It's on my to read pile because I got sidetracked by Darth Vader, and I'm still trying to finish the first chapter. Read your book, which I'm also really enjoying. When I say I'm trying to finish it, it sounds horrible. How many of this side, going back to the Marvel Darth Vader's thing, how many issues are there? Several? They're three in so far. Oh. So, I've got them if you want to borrow them. I might do that, thank you. Um, but yes, um, if you're wondering why we've not talked about the casting of the 13th Doctor, it's two reasons. One, Andy doesn't really give a shit about Doctor Who. Nope, hi. And we were 
planning on doing a whole podcast about that and fan reaction to it with um, Joy Amy because two guys talking about the pros and negatives of females getting cast in <laughs> apparently they're, what are they're, considered predominantly male roles apparently they're going to they're casting a female Lara Croft nowadays are they? Mm-hmm. shocking isn't it so. but yeah we thought we, we would get women, women people in yes <laughs> <laughs> they're cheaper than men for one so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no but yeah she had to cancel unfortunately because she's not very well so that is one we're building towards and um, we've also got a plan for a big 30 years of Robocop yeah well we're going to do research for podcast we I, need research for I meant to get, ask you to bring your Robocop book oh, so shit, I could read yeah. it but we shall do a trade off I can lend you the 1990s TV series <laughs> who's getting the better deal here <laughs> I like the 90s TV series but I accept it for what it is you're such a hardcore fan of the movie yeah movies Mo- both of them <laughs> <laughs> right movies victims aren't we all yeah um, yeah the, you will always struggle to get beyond the tonal shift yeah. I think for what they were trying to do which was to make Robocop a family thing they did it well I think the problem is is that fans of Robocop don't want Robocop to be a family thing no. he cries that's Prime Directives he cries that's Prime Directives that's a whole well I'd say it's a whole separate thing but it's kind of a continuation of the TV series sort of um, it's yeah it's I like I say I completely understand why people hate it more love for the uh, how many now Tales from Beyond Infinity uh, this is horrible it's like we just put it out there for people to validate us Two on the True Believers page, and I shared it to my personal page. Just got four. Wow, yeah, I mean, we're not setting the world on fire or anything. <laughs> but no, it's. it's. I like it. I like the logo as well. The masthead. Got to stop calling it a logo. Yeah. So we might tweak the masthead. You've not decided yet, have you? No, I'm decided gonna... on the colours yet. It's going to match the cover, and I haven't quite finalised that yet. So again, it's got that classic. It's 50s, got the. Re- I went for it. Yeah, it's kind of got the giants. Through a, kind of. It needed that, I think. Yeah. So kind of a retro feels because I think the cover is quite retroy in a more kind of way. If that makes sense, I don't think it does. It does remind me of the Ducktales logo. I've got to cut, stop looking, looking at it. Why would you do that to yourself? It's like do, that do, night we do, spent do, ages do, designing do, a do, film do. poster and then sort of kind of like. Hey, it looks a lot like that one there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like up behind us. It was in my old bedroom. <laughs> oh, crikey. It's just that way. It's like that um, periwinkle picture I did. I, it's a, Actually, the pose is a Terry Moore pose mm. from one of his How to Draw Women books, and I just subconsciously used it. Mm. And then I realised afterwards that why it was familiar. Um, in that way that you do <laughs> it's like I do a, a I invented a character oh going back a couple of years now and I love the character it, it, you know do you remember Uncle Copperpants yes and I drew it and I really liked it and then about a year later I was trying to like um, carry, I, I try and carry on with the character and I realised I basically invented TikTok from Return of Return to Oz <laughs> I was about to say was it Return to Oz yeah <laughs> So bloody hell. Well, it's like I designed this character that was like a dark vigilante that was, you know, 
wanted something that inspired fear in criminals, and Bat scared him. So, so you created Boomerang Bunny? I did. Yeah. I've created Batfink. <laughs> He's typing, by the way. That's I am typing. Noises. Yeah, that probably sounds really horrible on the laptop. <laughs> uh, oh, I have a... Um, uh, uh, people, I, I now have a Wacom Cintiq, which is an amazing bit of kit. Um, I highly recommend you out and buy one with a notchy. Out. Cool. I've still not ever played with my whack on. I don't have a whack on, so I've, I've never whacked it on. Mm. Whack on? I think we should. We Do should. you say whack off when you turn it off? <laughs> well, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Instead of like the. Yeah, whack off. Usually, <laughs> whack off is when Tails got out. Well, I mean. Everybody needs a hobby. Yeah. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> anyway, and on that note, on that speaking note. of gifts that keep on giving, um, yeah, that's the end of our, our Comic Con. Not really anything about comics roundup. No, that's it. Um, yes, we should be back soon with a nerdy news thing. Um, we might change our podcast provider to one that's got a slightly better deal so you might find that we disappear from one feed and start appearing on another feed but we'll keep you posted on all of that because we're a little bit limited with the time we get given on this one whereas the other one I'm looking at is unlimited so oh that means we're going to do unlimited podcast, that means we can do a show a night oh my god <laughs> kiss your social life goodbye motherfucker <laughs> what social life this is my social life <laughs> the sad thing is this is my social yeah. life We've invented a podcast, so we have an excuse to get together and chat and <laughs> shit. But yeah, so anyway, that's it for now, and yeah, we will be back soon. Uh, have a good week, everybody, or a couple of weeks, however long it is, and see you soon. And get get well soon, Joy Amy. And get well soon, Joy Amy. Yeah, um, yeah. See, now I'm attacking it on like an afterthought. <laughs> let's, let's go back to the beginning and put that at the, at the very beginning. I'll just edit that to the yeah, front. Absolutely fine, yeah. Yeah, no, get well soon, Joy Amy, uh, yeah, and... We, we will be podcasting with you soon. That sounds threatening. It does, doesn't it? We'll see you we soon. Go, we're going to get you, Joy Amy. I'll be right back. <laughs> right, end oh, we'll we'll Yes, we'll, all right. We're going. Come on. Bye. Bye. Hello, hello, hello. You don't, need, me. Yeah, you don't need to lean into it. I know, I just I wanted to.